Ladies, we all have different symptoms that time of the month. For me, my energy level happens to just dip insanely and I just feel a little down, you know, a little sluggish. And so I'm happy to share Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, and they are dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. Hormone Harmony contains science-backed herbal extracts called adaptogens. And so here's the beauty about adaptogens. They help the body adapt to any stressors, like chaotic hormonal changes that happen naturally throughout a woman's life. So, Hormone Harmony is for any woman with symptoms of hormonal imbalances, and it's perfect for symptoms that put a woman's life on hold, like racing thoughts and low moods, poor sleep, and feeling tired all the time, occasional bloating and gas when you have no desire to get in bed next to someone if you know what I mean, and also hot flashes and night sweats if you happen to be going through menopause. It's really great for women with menopause. So yeah, Hormone Harmony can help with all of these things and for a limited time you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code MAGIC at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code magic for 15% off today. Your hormones will thank you. that awareness and not saying, why don't you want to quit? Why don't you want more freedom or flow or you're not spiritual enough? That's why you like a nine to five. All these ego things that we say in this spiritual community, right? We apply values on a certain lifestyle. It's really knowing, no, this is supportive for his energy. This is supportive for his design. They each have their strategy that comes along with the energy type. So for manifestors, their strategy is informing. For generators and manifesting generators, their strategy is responding to things with their body not their mind. So waiting to respond. Projectors, your strategy is waiting for the invitation before you give that advice or insight to other people. For reflectors, the strategy is waiting that 28-day lunar cycle before you make big decisions in your life. Hello, hello, Jemma, Jemma Yomis. It is Raquel. Welcome to Your Own Magic, a podcast for the creative and the curious soul. Since I haven't said this yet, happy magical new year. Happy magical 2023. I saw someone write, is this going to be 2024.0 or is this going to be 2023? I feel like this is going to be 2023. There's a lot to look forward to. I'm most excited about, well, I've got a Taylor Swift concert later this year, her Eras tour, and I'm most excited about retreat 2023 with Brie. If you did submit for the retreat at euromagicpodcast.com slash retreat, if you did send in your email, then expect a email at the end of this week as Brie and I have been working on it and we've already found a location and we 
excited about the itinerary, like breath work and creating and working from your soul and so much more. Honestly, the new year is my favorite holiday as I love a reset. I love the buildup and excitement and reflecting leading up to the new year and then the recharge the first week of the new year and just simply embracing the reset and just excitement for a new chapter in life. Though this one is an interesting new year as of course Mercury retrograde has taken place, Mars retrograde has taken place. So if you've already manifested or you've already created your resolutions, that's fine. But I suggest that after the 18th, perhaps relook at them, re-manifest. I didn't even work at the full moon this year just because of the two retrogrades. And so yeah, perhaps uh, don't forget to manifest and implement new habits and behaviors after the 18th as well. And on eyesofaspen.com, since this was a hot item, I ordered more soul care planners. So now there's more on the site and it's the planner that I'm using for 2023 as well. It's a powerful little planner. And so yeah, that's at eyesofaspen.com. And anyway, we ended 2022 with astrology with Deborah Silverman. And now we're starting the year with another brilliant system, human design, with Dana and Shayna of De Luna. And so Shayna Cornelius and Dana Stiles, they are founders of De Luna, a company that provides tools for discovering your unique human design in order to live in personal alignment with your purpose and optimize your life. And so their upcoming book, it's actually coming out tomorrow, January 10th, and it's titled Your Human Design, Discover Your Unique Life Path and How to Navigate It with Purpose, which is a guide that presents human design in an engaging and accessible way and enables you to use this life-changing system in your daily life. It's complete with journal prompts and affirmations and quizzes. And so this book is the ultimate resource for understanding your human design and living in unique alignment. And I love the way that they articulate and approach human design and so you might really be interested in learning from them if you connect with the way they present human design which i totally do and in this episode they break down human design 101 and the five energy types and their characteristics and how to be radically authentic in your relationships and how to work with your unique strategy and authority and so much more. We recorded this back in September, but since their book is coming out tomorrow, I made sure to save this date for them. And it works out because why not start 2023 off with human design? So with all that being said, let the magic begin. Welcome, Shayna and Dana. I've just been so excited to have you on because human design is one of my favorite topics for the show, but it's been a minute since we've dived into it, and I know the listeners love human design. So first, though, I'd love to ask, what is lighting you up both at most in the season of your life? Wow. Yes, we're so excited to be here. So excited to be meeting with you. Um, And I would have to say what's lighting me up most in this season of my life is I've just been feeling so connected to swimming and being out in nature and kind of like getting my inspiration and filling my cup through my connection with nature. Um, In the summers, I live on a lake and I just have been swimming every day and I just get the most uh, crystal clear like downloads and like this sense of connection of what I want to share and how I want to be of service and show up when I connect with humans from my time in nature. So I would say that 
for me right now, that time in nature has just been like my church. Like I have just been really reveling in the beauty and the connection and the, and the messages that I've been getting this summer when I'm out in oh, nature. That is so beautiful. And I could not agree more. What lake, by the way? I live in Lake Tahoe in Northern California. Oh, yeah, it's so great because you're in the mountains and there's white sand yeah. beaches and granite boulders and the lake is so clear. So I feel so blessed to get to spend time there. That's beautiful. And Dana, how about yourself? Um, yeah, so I have just been really lit up and feeling fertile. That sounds so weird, but fertile in the sense of just I feel like we're birthing so many new things into the world and I just feel like creatively lit up and also ready to just receive and feeling that divine flow between you know the universe and mother earth and my body and like where I fit in the mix of all of that so I'm just been kind of reveling in that that word like fertility, fertile, that energy of of creation, creativity, receiving, giving, all of that has just been a topic that's been really just lighting me up. And I'm kind of just been observing that kind of energy in all the different facets of my life. So in my relationship with my husband, but also with Dana and also with our business and even just with like my backyard, like every single facet of my life feeling um, that just fertile, creative, receiving energy. First of all, I also totally just mixed up Shayna and Dana, but <laughs> that is such a beautiful, powerful, empowering place to revel in. I love those kind of moments. I nourish in those kind of moments and those are enlightening times. And I think that that's also a great time for you to come share from your heart because for whatever reason, I feel like the most creative messages or the most powerful podcasts or the most powerful conversations I've had is when others are from that place and then I begin to feel it too. So I'm so happy that that is the space you're reveling in. Yeah, it feels good. It feels juicy <laughs> and and <laughs> creative. Okay, you both are into human design. Mm -hmm. When did you start getting into human design? Yeah, so Shayna and I have been besties for a long time. We met in college. I love that. And after we graduated college, we like went out into the world and, you know, got kind of corporate jobs and started doing all of the things that we thought we were supposed to do to really like be a grown up, I put in quotes, and, you know, accrue wealth and all the things. And when we both hit our Saturn return, like, right around the age of 27, we just both had this feeling of like, this is not it. Like I have been trying so hard. I have been working my way. And like, I just don't feel the same way that I think other people are feeling around me. Like I feel exhausted. <laughs> mm -hmm. I feel bitter. I feel like I've kind of like foregone my own soul path to kind of like subscribe to this path that I'm supposed to go on. So we both kind of had this like Saturn return midlife crisis moment together. And we just decided, you know, as besties to kind of like dive into our spiritual path and just get curious together and read books together. And we would like stay up all night long talking about spirituality and like deep conversations. It was really just like that moment where we were looking for more clarity of like, if this is not it, then what is? And how do I find that path? And in that discovery, we got really into breath work. We got really into meditation. We started traveling and going on retreats together. And that was how we discovered human design. And when we both discovered that we were both two, four projectors, which you, Raquel, are also a two, four <laughs> projector, which is so like, we feel so blessed when we get to be in a conversation with three projectors. It's just such a special <laughs> treat. So when we both found out that they, we were two, four projectors, we were yeah. like, 
everything makes sense. Everything makes sense of why we've always felt like we kind of saw life in the same way or we moved through life in the same way. And we decided to experiment with human design together. And that is definitely one of our favorite things about human design. It's not just a modality to help you see yourself or understand yourself. It's also a practice, like a daily practice that you can actually implement, start experimenting with, and then actually see what changes in your life, like what really transpires. So we went on that journey together of like, okay, for a month, let's go hard. Like, let's be diving bitches. Let's do this shit and really experiment with living our design and like hold each other accountable. And in that one month, like everything in our life changed. Like it just became so clear, like, okay, these jobs that we've been trying to squeeze ourselves and fit ourselves into, like, this is not it. Um, Let's really start listening to what our soul is wanting to guide through. So that's kind of the way that we discovered it. And it was just such a fun uh, kind of beautiful surprise in our lives. That is so beautiful. There's something so powerful about the co-creation process. When you co-create something with someone, I feel like it's almost universally aligned to grow more and to, you know, have this ripple effect that honestly influences more in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Like there's something so powerful about co-creating, especially with someone you consider your best friend. So that is what manifested De Luna. Yes. Yeah. From that space of experimenting for a month, it really just became crystal clear um, to start De Luna. And we were actually at a retreat in Costa Rica um, working. And for some reason, every single person on that retreat was asking us for human design readings. And we just started doing them. And then they started asking us for um, ritual kits to help them along their journey. And so by the time we left this retreat, we had multiple orders. It turned into a human design retreat without any intention (laughs) from us. And um, we even had the like invitation to start a podcast. So we kind of left that feeling, okay, it's time. It's time to jump off the cliff. Like, yes, it's scary quitting your job that pays you all the money that you need to survive and like provide for your life. It's scary leaving the only thing that you've ever known. It's scary starting a business when you literally know nothing about business. And we've used our strategy and authority, which is the main two uh, foundational practices within human design every step along the way. And we've been met tenfold with every single decision that we've made by the universe, by our energy, just working correctly, and also understanding how to use our energy as individuals, but then also in co-creation together and the best way to support ourselves and to support each other in creating Day Luna. So it's been incredibly liberating and so helpful. And that's my favorite thing about human design is the liberation that it gives you when you really get to have that level of awareness, it just becomes so much easier, not in the sense of you won't have challenges, but in the sense of, okay, I know who I am and I know how to make decisions that are aligned for me. So when a challenge does come up, I know how to ease into it in a way where it feels like I know what I'm doing and it's not so scary. Do you mind providing an example? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Well, there's so many. So (laughs) when it comes to, you know, our business and it comes to like, are we going to invest this money or are we going to take out this loan? That's a lot of times what happens when you start a business, for example. Um, 
when you use your authority, so your authority is your decision-making center in human design. And we're really taught that you're supposed to make decisions with your mind and weigh out the pros and cons and compare what are other people doing? What do the experts say? What should I be doing? And your mind is here to observe. It's here to analyze. It's here to process data. It's here to inspire, but it's not here to make your personal decisions for you. Human design really teaches that your authority, your body, a place in your body, depending on your chart, is here to help guide you and like really kind of use your intuition, if you will, with making those big decisions. So for me, my authority is self-projected, meaning I need to talk it out, hear myself talk and hear my truth, bounce it off of other people and have them reflect back to me what I'm saying, how excited I am, right? For Dana, hers is emotional authority. So hers is really giving herself time, which I believe that's the same as yours, Raquel. And, um, giving yourself time to come to a neutral place and really ask yourself, is this going to make me happy? When I picture myself doing it, do I just feel happiness in my body? Like a smile's coming to my face or do I feel like, yeah, I could, it's whatever. And that's a no for now. So having these two different modes of making decisions, when a big decision comes up, like, okay, do you want to take out $20,000 to launch this new product line or to invest in this new, new offering? Um, it really looks like, you know, me talking it out to Dana and talking it out to the universe and to myself and Dana really having the time to come to neutral and ask, will it make me happy? And we've done that every single step along the way. And for example, you know, one of our first big purchases was um, investing in, in our authority oils. So we have essential oils that are custom blended, but to get to that point and have like customized bottles and all the things, it costs a lot of money. And the day that we made that decision and like used our authority and pushed purchase, gosh, that's hard to say. um, We had literally the exact amount that we spent come in in orders that same day. What? Okay. Mm-hmm. Synchronistic yeah. right there. Totally. Everything is meant to be in this. Your, your story together is so inspiring and I love to hear. And I think that it's also beautiful that both of you likely honor each other's rhythm, knowing each other's human design. Like Shana, you know that Dana has emotional authority, so you probably honor her processing yeah. with certain situations and vice versa, which is so beautiful. And that's also empowering and liberating when you know somebody else's human design, then you can be more compassionate in a sense with certain situations. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's really, it's really been with like every big decision. There's, it's so funny because we have all of these loving people in our life, like our parents and, you know, friends and family. And so many times people want to offer their two cents because they care about you and they support you. And they say, well, you know, when I started my business, this is what I did. So I think this is what you should do. And, you know, those people who are trying to support you in that way, it comes out of love. But we have this tendency with our mind to really want to homogenize and to say, if this worked for me, it has to work for you. So I think you should do it. And with the light of human design, we understand that what worked for you might not work for me. 
And what works for me, Dana, might not work for you, Shayna, even, even as partners. So being able to have that level of awareness and know like when to tune out the noise and what to tune into and how to hold space for one another in times that are you are facing uncertainty, it's just been such a beautiful journey, like a beautiful unfolding. And there's been so many little things that like doesn't make any sense on paper as far as business goes. Like on our ritual kits, we have gold foil on our boxes, which is actually like a vision that Shana had, like a very clear vision a long time ago. And as we were creating the boxes, we were like, oh my gosh, this is like this vision that you had, like we have to have gold foil on it. And everyone was like, you guys, it's not worth it. It doesn't make any sense. It costs so much money. And we're like, no, we know this is what we're supposed to do. And it's like these little things that seem like they don't matter, but when they matter to you on a soul level, on a soul calling, and you're able to allow that to be your guiding light, it's like, everything that you're working on and creating, like it takes this whole new form and you feel like every action that you take, everything that you put into motion is like building in this true like dharmic path, this true dharmic purpose. So for us, it's like the little things, little moments like that, that you just feel like I love getting to build my life in the way that's really unique and right for me. Oh, that is so beautiful. The ritual kit sounds so interesting. I'd love to dive into the five energy types of human design and their characteristics. Yes. Yeah. So for anyone listening, this is definitely the first place to start with human design is the five energy types. And human design goes really, really, really deep. It is a super complex system. And that's one of the things that we love about it because as human beings, we are so complex. We are so multifaceted. And it's amazing to have a system that you can explore that depth of complexity with, but it can be overwhelming when you first learn about human design. You're like, oh my gosh, there's so much to know. So this is where we recommend starting is the five energy types. So if you're listening and you don't know which type you are, we recommend going online. You can generate your human design chart for free on our website, daylunalife.com. Make sure you're entering in your correct birth time information because um, in order to have an accurate chart, you really want to make sure that you have that accurate birth time. And then you'll see a chart that has a body graph with all of these centers and shapes and numbers and arrows. And it can be like, wow, I have no idea what any of this means. But what we want you to look at is the written categories on the side. And you'll see your name, you'll see type, and then you'll either be a manifester, a generator, a manifesting generator, a projector, or a reflector. So those are the five energy types, the five auric types, and every single person falls into one of those five. And then beyond that, there's so many intricacies of your chart that get really detailed, that tell you how you are unique and specific, what your gifts are, what your purpose is. It even goes into your digestion and the correct environment for you later on. But just knowing which energy type you have is so transformational because it'll really tell you the way that your energy is designed to operate, the way your energy is designed to exchange energy with the world around you, and it offers you a strategy of how to utilize your energy so that you you eliminate resistance in your relationships and you have more of a sense of harmony and ease with the world around you. So with these five types, um, just experimenting with this for one week is what we recommend people doing. Like look at your type, look at the strategy and just play with it for one week and see how it feels. Um, Because in our experience, this is like the most powerful place to start. So 
With the first type I want to talk about is manifestors. And manifestors are a bit more rare. They're less than 10% of the population. And manifestors are people who have this very powerful aura that is closed and repelling. And manifestors have this sacred purpose of being the initiators, the fire starters. They're people who spark new change and are this catalyst for growth in the world around them and in the people around them. And they have this aura as a manifestor, this closed and repelling aura that's extremely powerful. Their aura almost amplifies. Everything that they say has this like powerful impact without them even trying because of the way their aura works. And their aura is closed, which helps them to kind of protect themselves from outside influence because manifestors are really designed to only get inspiration from within. They're not designed to look at other people and say, okay, what do you think I need you need me to do? Or what do you need me to say? It's so much more about what do I feel called to say, to start, to initiate. So manifestors are designed to be bold. They're designed to be brave. They're designed to be impactful. And that closed aura is really here to like help them do that. However, with this closed aura, people can't quite read you the way that they can read the other types on this energetic level. So manifestors can seem a bit scary because they're powerful beings and we can't quite put our finger on what they're going to do or say next or how they're going to change or impact our lives. So the way that manifestors can really utilize this aura correctly and kind of uh, eliminate any resistance there is by informing. By opening up a window in this closed aura and using their voice to let people in on how they're feeling, what they're thinking, um, what they're dreaming about, how they're really feeling on the inside, like what they're annoyed by. And by opening up this window in their closed aura, it allows people to understand, to kind of get on the same page with manifestors. And then it kind of eliminates that resistance and manifestors can feel more free to just be who they are, do what they want to do, say what they want to do. And that is really their highest purpose because that's the thing that ends up initiating change and being a catalyst for all of us. Mm, everything you said is so true. I always have this one manifestor front of in mind every single time I hear about manifestors. It's spot on. Yeah. And it makes me understand her even more. Also, before we go on, I do have one question yeah. uh, for those that might be looking theirs up right now so they know what their design is. Mm -hmm. As you get into it, they might be looking up their chart, but they might not know their birth time. So for those that do not know their birth time, what do you recommend? Yeah. So I do recommend if you can locate your birth chart first, because sometimes if you run your chart and you're like, oh, I'm a projector. And then later you find out that that was incorrect. That can be a whole journey in and of itself. So it's best if you can get a hold of your birth certificate or call the hospital that you were born at and check with their records. Um, if that's not possible, you can hire an astrologer who uh, specializes in rectifying your birth time, but also you can run your chart at several times throughout the day. Um, and if it doesn't change at all, if no matter what time of day of your birthday, you're still a projector, for example, then you know that that energy type still sticks. There's going to be other things in your chart that will change throughout the day, but that's another way that you can experiment with it while you're tracking down your birth time. And don't rely on your parents. Yeah, I was born don't. in the wee hours of the morning. <laughs> My dad thought I was born during the daylight. Like, don't rely. Also, I just realized that I gave you guys the wrong... I don't know why I said 3.30. Yeah, so smaller details in your chart can definitely change, but the bigger oh. ones are going to um, stay the same for that amount of time. Mm -hmm, for sure. Just, just wanted to let you know that. Awesome. Yeah, so with manifestors, I mean, my dad was a manifester and manifestors are powerful beings. Like when they find out that they are a manifester, it's like everything in their life 
clicks into place. And the truth is manifestors have this sacred role of being these people who do initiate us. And one little thing that like we have a friend that's a manifester and, you know, she invites you to this party and then like your whole life changes because you meet these people and you, you go down this path and like, um, it's just so beautiful to see like the manifestors in our life, the sacred role they play based on their energy. So this is not even something you're trying to do. It's literally like your auric presence plays this role. And each of us are kind of different puzzle pieces that make up one whole. And we really need each other to kind of push and pull and help us move and help us grow. It's kind of what you were talking about, this uh, the power of co-creation. It's like on your own, you are such a powerful individual. But once you're around someone else's aura that has this different auric frequency, it can really change you. Um, It's just so beautiful and cool. And the next type that I want to talk about actually um, is generators, which is a more common energy type, over 30%. And we love being around the aura of a generator. Generators feel so cozy and warm. Their aura is open and enveloping. Like their presence literally feels like a warm hug. And generators are the keepers of sacred, creative life force energy. Their body literally generates energy when they are doing something they love, when they're building something they love, when they're creating something they love. So generators are really sacral beings and their sacral chakra, that creative life force energy is really here to guide them in how they use their energy and what they build and what they create. So generators are really here to be these creative builders. That's the kind of sacred role that they can play, that they're here to play. Um, And of course they can do that in anything. You know, they could still be a guide. They could still be a business owner. They could still be someone who initiates others, but it's just that when their sacral chakra responds to something in their environment with excitement and it generates that energy, they know that they've come across something that they're designed to engage with, that they're designed to build. So for a generator, they have this warmth and this openness, and they're so capable and creative that the trap or the conditioning can be that they really feel like they need to people please because people feel so comfortable asking them to sacrifice themselves for others. People feel so comfortable going over to a generator and being like, hey, can you please help me with this thing? Like, can you please work on this job for me? Can you please help help me with whatever, because they can feel that this generator is open and warm and capable. So for generators, learning to say no and really learning to tune into your body's truth, like you have this sacral engine as a generator that is a mechanical guide. It's going to respond when you've come across something that you're designed to engage with or not. And if you can really start saying no to things that you feel like you should do or you feel bad, but you're kind of sacrificing yourself and really start saying yes to the things that truly light you up and energize you and generate that life force energy within you, that's when a generator really comes into alignment and they're really able to kind of spread uh, this life force energy and inspire the people around them. So As we're kind of shifting and and moving, a lot of generators are coming into the forefront of this awakening. Like we need generators to really start saying no to just working jobs that are not really fulfilling and to say yes to creating and building like their wildest dreams, the things that their body is really guiding them towards. So the third type is manifesting generators, which is a hybrid of these first two types, a manifester 
and a generator. So as a manifesting generator, you really are still like a generator. You have this open, warm, enveloping aura, but you're also designed to be super impactful and inspirational, just like a manifester. So for a manifesting generator, just like a generator, you're really here to use your body to guide you about how you're here to use your energy, what you're here to build, what you're here to create. And you're really only here to uh, create and build what you truly love. But what's different from a manifesting generator to a generator is man gens, as we call them, are designed to have a lot of different um, interest. They're people who master things really quickly. They're really designed to be like a jack of all trades. They're really able to kind of like break the mold and have jobs or careers that are really diverse and multifaceted. So as a manifesting generator, if you are bored with what you're doing or you feel like you're doing something that is monotonous and that you kind of lost interest in, that's going to be the number one thing that really puts you slightly out of alignment and out of that aligned flow and kind of diminishes this powerful life force energy that you have. So as a manifesting generator, also listening to your body, really responding with your body and knowing what to create based on that and informing along the way is the the most important thing to really help you get into that aligned flow. Um, And then when we get to projectors, this is what all three of us are. So projectors are a little bit more rare, less than 20%. And projectors are individuals who are really here to guide. Their aura is focused and penetrating. So as a projector, you have this aura that extends out of you and focuses into the other. So projectors are really designed on an auric level to see deeply into other people, to see deeply into systems, to see deeply into businesses, and they're really able to see things in a way that others can't and then be able to offer advice, offer guidance, offer efficiency gains, offer tweaks to make that thing or that person more efficient, more aligned, and more authentic. So with Shane and I both being projectors, uh, a big thing about being a projector is that you are what we call a non-energy being, meaning you do not generate this powerful life force energy to create and build the way a generator or a manifesting generator would. So projectors are really only designed to work about two to four hours of hard output a day. That's those things that you may love doing, but you feel like, okay, this takes it out of me. I feel like I'm expending energy. Those are the things that we're really here to limit to only two to four hours a day as projectors. And once we do that, it kind of frees up our energy to be able to use our energy correctly to really guide others. Um, But as a projector, of course, uh, in order to guide other people, the way that you do that without any resistance is waiting for the invitation, waiting for other people to recognize you, to want you to see them, to want you to offer their advice. Um, I like to say that it's like trying to feed a closed mouth, right? If you're trying to give someone advice, but their mouth is closed, it's so repelling. So for projectors, um, it's kind of twofold. It's like starting to use your energy more correctly, starting to work less and experiment with that, but also starting to wait for the invitation. Like even though you may really see what other people can do or change or correct in their life, it's all about sensing, am I recognized here? Is my advice really wanted, welcomed, invited? And if not, like how can I just kind of hold back and um, file this wisdom that I have into my own internal arsenal instead of feeling like I need to share it. I'm all about 
that fuss free glam give me makeup that's versatile and feels like air on my skin and has ingredients that love my face that's good for my face you know clean ingredients and don't even get me started on mascaras because i do want them bold and lengthening <laughs> and so we have thrive cosmetics which i've been using since 2020 obviously because i appreciate their foolproof products that make it really easy to apply for any skill level and they have a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look but also they give back every product purchased thrive cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive hence why it's it's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E, Medics. Thrive Cosmetics and Bigger Than Beauty skincare are not just makeup brands, they're a whole vibe. They're all about empowering us to rock our confidence, and when you support them, we are helping other communities thrive. Their stuff is not only easy to use, but no nasties, zero parabens, sulfites, phthalates. They are 100% vegan and cruelty-free. Let's talk lashes. Thanks to Thrive's liquid lash extensions, I must say that my lashes are just so beautiful and lush. It adds lengths. There are no clumps. And also, guess what? It slides right off with warm water. So no raccoon eyes here. And I appreciate they have nourishing ingredients that support longer, stronger, and healthier-looking lashes over time. And it's a unique formula they use that creates these tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. We've had problems in the past with the link, but the link does work now. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash magic for 10% off your first order. Okay, this is pretty awesome. So if you are into science-backed products when it comes to your health, your gut health, but also woman-owned products, I must introduce you to Equilibria. I'm so thankful I discovered them this year. I mean, Equilibria, they help you take on your wellness journey knowing that you have a dedicated one-on-one -on -one support to help you achieve your goals. So it's not like you're just taking a pill mindlessly. You actually get one-on-one -on -one support. That's awesome. And their signature product, which is EQ's Daily Women's Microbiome Defense, it comes in a convenient three-in-one capsule form. And so this is specifically formulated to bolster digestive health and fortify gut barrier protection, among other benefits. And we know that a balanced gut not only enhances our immunity, but also contributes to our overall mental well-being and our quality of sleep, of course, having efficient digestion and even radiant skin. But what distinguishes Equilibria's probiotic supplement is its meticulous selection, which is tailored to women's health needs. And of course, like I said, science-backed, and they're also ensuring affordability without compromising potency. And as someone who once struggled pretty severely with gut health issues for years, I intensified my focus on gut health in, I'd say around 2020, and I'm thrilled to have recently discovered these products this year as, of course, they're backed by research for women's well-being, they're women-owned, and they support overall microbiome health, warding off harmful bacteria and enhancing our nutrient absorption. So head to myeq.com and use code MAGIC for 15% off Equilibria's microbiome defense and much more. That's myeq.com. Dot com and use code MAGIC at checkout for 15% off site-wide today.
a challenge for me for a while because I typically prefer to, you know, get things done by approaching others, you know, or just making it happen. But then when I was able to accept waiting for the invitation, accept that that is part of my path, for whatever reason, things started to align and manifest way with more ease, which is wild. And another beautiful thing that I love about being a projector, because this is something that had always rang true to me, you know, I really can only operate high functional work for about four hours and then I'm, I'm done. So, I mean, max four hours, max. So that is such a great truth. I used to think, you know, I used to be a little down on myself, like, Oh, you're, you're just being lazy. You know, why can't all these other people work so hard all day long? But no, I get it now. And it really liberated me. Yeah, same. And I think that, you know, when you first hear this, like you're designed to work two to four hours a day, there's always the same reactions. Anyone who is not a projector is like, must be nice. And anyone who (laughs) is a projector is like, that's impossible. The world is not built for that. And that bitterness (laughs) sets in like, yeah, cool, but how? And, you know, for me, when I first heard that, I literally started bawling because I was like, that is everything I've ever felt and wanted, but it's not possible. Like, I want to only work two to four hours a day. And I felt like I'm lazy or something's wrong with me. I went to so many different doctors because of chronic fatigue and like, why? And I, once I had that awareness, I was, I had this big like light bulb moment of, oh my gosh, that is everything I ever want, but how do I get there? And this big shift happens when you start recognizing yourself. So as a projector, like Dana was saying, your aura is penetrating and focus. And it's always focused on the other. Like, how can I help my boss? How can I help my coworkers? How can I help my family? Like, how can I make this more efficient? And a lot of times projectors end up operating as manifesting generators where they're doing a million things. They're the hardest working person at their job and they're getting recognition for being the, you know, a plus student or being the best or the one that puts out every fire and that recognition feels good because as a projector, we want recognition. We it feel it like fuels us. And so then we can, it's like a slippery slope where we start to feel like, oh, I'm the go-to person. I can do it all. I can be the hardest working. I show up early and I stay late. And every time that you get recognition for that, it reinforces like, this is who I am. This is what I'm good at. So starting to notice, like, am I getting recognition for the things that I the, the person that I really am, the things that I actually enjoy doing, or am I just getting recognition for the things that I thought I had to be? And I'm confusing that with who I really am. And so starting to turn that focus penetrating, uh, energy inward on yourself and saying, okay, who am I? What am I really good at? What in my current job or work scenario do I am I fascinated in and is really interesting to me? And do I see in a way that other people don't? And what are the things that I'm doing because I have to or because I should or because I thought that that was what was valuable about me, but I don't actually find it interesting? Really turning that focus inward and starting to get curious, like what is fascinating to me? Reading books, watching documentaries, having discussions. When you start to find yourself in a place where you could talk about this with anyone all for hours and hours and hours, you know, you've hit a spot that's like, wow, I have a lot of insight and wisdom in this 
this area. And that focus being turned inward is actually the thing that pulls in invitations because you start seeing yourself for who you really are. Other people can see that as well because your focus is is really on um, the things that you want to be doing. So for example, and I just want to linger here a little bit because I think that a lot of people listening, it's like, how do I, how do I get out of my work or my job that doesn't support me working two to four hours? It would be really starting to get clear on what fascinates you within your work already, and then setting a timer and saying, okay, I'm gonna do hard output for two to four hours. And the rest of my day at work, I'm gonna spend doing things that are interesting to me. Maybe that's client calls. Maybe that's meetings with my coworkers. Maybe that's, you know, answering emails. Like you really don't know what feels fascinating to you. For me, I love answering emails for Dana. Like she'd rather die. So it's like, (laughs) no, being honest with yourself. Right. And then after (laughs) you've done that for a little bit, you will start to find that you receive recognition within your work for those things that are fascinating. Your boss will start to notice like, wow, you're really good at this thing. And can you do more of it? And maybe over time the tides turn and that's your main job is, you know, running HR in that way or being the person that checks in on all the projects and offers that insight because people are getting to see you because you are now seeing yourself. So it's this big shift. It starts with yourself as a projector. No one else is going to be able to recognize you unless you recognize yourself first. And it has to start with that honest reflection of, okay, what's really interesting to me? Am I just liking this recognition because it's recognition or am I liking it because it's actually who I am and what I love? Ooh, ooh there's a few comments I have here, but we, of course, we have to move on to reflectors. As I well. know. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know what? I can say the comments later. Let's. I think the reflectors deserve their spotlight now. Yes. Our reflectors are one percenters. So reflectors are the most rare type in human design, only one percent of the population. And reflectors are individuals whose entire system is empathetic and open. So every person has kind of like these different energy centers that are taking in the world around them or putting out your energy. And we all have this kind of mixture of places where we're empathetic and we're taking in the world around us and kind of experiencing other people's energy. And then places where we're putting out our own consistent energy. So that's true for all of the types, except for reflectors. Reflectors are purely empathetic beings. They are individuals who are really designed to take in the world around them, the energy of the people around them, and mirror back become temporarily that energy. And then we get to see how our reflectors are doing. And by observing our reflectors, we get to see how well we all are doing as a collective. Are we authentic? Are we healthy or not? So reflectors have a very sacred role and they're designed to be like at the center of our communities where we can really look to them to see our own reflection. And as a reflector, you have, of course, this this openness, this sensitivity that can be overwhelming because you are taking in the world so deeply, but in its highest expression, it can really be a powerful wisdom, powerful discernment, powerful leadership, and really being able to sense what is healthy and authentic and what is not, and really being able to gauge that from the wisdom that you have in your body. So as a reflector, the way that you kind of navigate life where you you don't lose yourself in all that you're reflecting, but you really feel connected to your own journey, your ability to create your own life path, your strategy is called waiting the 28-day lunar cycle. 
So all of the other four types are very connected to the sun and the transits that the sun moves through, but reflectors are extremely connected to the moon. So in order for them to really navigate life with the most ease and the most personal alignment, they can give themselves an entire lunar cycle to really come to their clarity or come to their truth before making a big life decision. So by kind of operating in this completely different set of rules than 99% of the planet, really giving themselves that time and space to slow down, to allow themselves to become something new every day, depending on who they're around, on what they experience, and then allowing themselves to empty out. Like reflectors are the people who are everything and nothing all at the same time allowing themselves to move through that process for an entire month um, before they make any big decisions. That's really their strategy that helps them align. I can think of a dear friend of mine who is a reflector. And I always wonder, because I see so many parallels within her that are within me as well. And I'm like, I wonder how many other people see that as they connect with her. And she connects with a lot of humans. And so it's it's wild and it's beautiful, but I, I, I also wonder how, um, cause this life, this world is so rapid, so fast paced. And sometimes they feel like they need to be more rapid in huge life decisions, or, you know, they might be impulsive as well. So how do they accept or become more patient with the idea that, you know, that it's, it's okay to take a breath and wait an entire lunar cycle till you receive that clarity or that insight that, is really, the universe is really speaking to you. Yeah. Um, So this is a great question. And the, you know, small and medium decisions, it really is going with the flow of what you feel. And that's because reflectors, the way the moon transit, it's going to activate different parts of their chart where they're going to experience, you know, feeling like a projector some days and feeling like a manifester other days and feeling like a generator or mangen. And, Um, they're going to have different authorities where, you know, one day I have this strong intuition and the next day I have this, you know, strong uh, gut feeling about something. So really just going with the flow of, you know, who am I today and what feels right in my body today? And then like Dana said, emptying out at the end of the day. And with these big life decisions, like, do I want to get married? Do I want to quit my job? Do I want to move? Do I want to start a business with this person? Giving yourself that month is always going to allow you to move through those different variations of yourself, those different authorities that you're going to have, the different types that you're going to be throughout the month. If you stop yourself, let's say, and only give yourself a week, you're not really using your full process to go through all of those different versions of who you are to then have that rounded clarity of just this knowing of like, okay, I felt this in many different iterations of the month and I've soundboarded and I've given myself time and I just know like this is right or I know that I don't have clarity yet and it's I need another month or I just know that this is wrong. And if there's any situation that is rushing you to I need an answer by this day, it's almost always a signpost that that is not in alignment for you. The things that are going to be in alignment for you are the things where it's like, yeah, you know, get back to me next month take a few weeks and feel this through. We've heard so many different stories from reflectors where, you know, they had been, for example, you know, thinking about getting engaged to their partner for a few weeks. And then their partner asked on that like fourth week, and it was 
just this clarity of they've talked about it with friends and they felt that out in their body and they had that knowing of like, this was right for them. So the timing is always going to be supporting you as a reflector because you are deeply connected with divine timing and with the energy around you. This this like microcosm of people and the transits and the environments that you're around, it's all guiding you towards that divine timing. So if it's rushing you, it's almost always not in alignment. Um, one thing as well that attracts people to human design is this idea or this knowing that if you are aware of your type and other people's types as well, it can help you, like we talked about earlier, nourish your relationships, especially your close relationships. So I'm curious, how can this knowing assist in attracting and building relationships? Yeah, that's a beautiful question. Um, it's one of our favorite ways to use human design because really human design gives you the tools to understand yourself. And when you understand okay, this is how I'm designed to operate. This is why I've always felt the way that I've felt. This is the way that I make aligned decisions for me. This is These are my gifts that I'm here to lean into in everything that I do. And there's nothing wrong with me for having not having gifts that my best friend has or my partner has or my boss has. Um, when you really have that self-awareness, you're able to effortlessly drop comparison and judgment of other people. And saying, why aren't you doing it this way? What's wrong with you? What's wrong with me? They're better. I'm worse. Like all of those, those comparisons that we make all the time, like they got that promotion because they're better, whatever it is, right? Um, so when you have that, that self-confidence and that self-awareness, you naturally attract a partner that can then see you for who you really are because you're being who you really are. And when you meet them, you're able to enter into that relationship in a way that's energetically correct for you because you know how to, you know, really hear your form of intuition and make those decisions. And then you're able to kind of understand, oh, this is why you are the way that you are, or this is why, you know, this doesn't resonate for you or that does. For example, you know, um, my husband, he is really designed to have consistent structure in his routine. So he loves going to a nine to five. He loves having a set routine every single day. Mm. I literally would die if that was my life still. Um, uh-huh. So having that awareness and not saying like, why aren't you, why don't you want to quit? Like, why don't you, you know, want more freedom or flow or like, you're not, you know, spiritual enough. That's why you like a nine to five. Like oh all these ego yeah. things that we say in like this spiritual oh, community, no. right? Like we apply values <laughs> on a certain lifestyle mm-hmm. and it's really knowing like, no, this is supportive for his energy. This is supportive for his design. You know, Dana's husband, he's really supported by having freedom and he's a manifesting generator and he moves really quick. He has a ton of different activities. And by the time he's mastered one, he's bored with it already and ready to learn a new hobby or ha- have a new interest. And that understanding, I feel like without human design, it can be like, just pick one thing. Like, what's wrong with you? Why are you flaky? You need to be more consistent. You need to fit into this box. And having this understanding of like, oh no, this is what's aligned for you. Like, amazing go out there and rock it. Like go out there and trailblaze, set down those barriers or those chains and like literally go be exactly who you are without the judgment that our 
society might want to place on you. So it really does, when you have that self-awareness, it creates this awareness for others and it extends this this self-love to love of others being their self. And it just is so incredibly liberating. So it's always going to start, come back to yourself. And if you're having issues within your relationship, it's taking responsibility for your own energy. Like, who am I? What supports me? You know, just giving like a quick recap, like manifestors inform more. If you're having issues in your relationship, like open up that window. It's going to feel uncomfortable. We didn't say this, but for manifestors, they're the only type where their strategy does not come naturally. So I'm sure that all the manifestors listening were like, ugh, I don't want to inform. I just want to be left in peace. But the more that you inform, the more people are on board. It eases everything within your relationships. For mangens, like seriously, inform along the way and let your body lead you instead of your mind. Generators, let your body lead you. Like check in with your body, not your mind so much. Set your mind down if you can. Um, for mansions and generators entering in a relationship, it's all about like that desire. Like I just want this person. Like I want to devour them. I'm turned on by them. That energy is right for you. Um, for projectors, it's do they, do I feel like they really see me for who I am and value my input and my insight? And they don't pressure me to try to like keep up with everything they're doing, but they just allow me to be and know that my value is not in what I'm doing. It's what I'm sharing and the insight that I can um, share with everyone. And for reflectors, it's really somebody who allows you to shift and change in chameleon and doesn't try to fit you in a box of like, this is who you are. Um, and this is how you should be, but really values the fact that you can be different around every single person you're with. And not rushing those decisions on you. Um, so there's different things for every single different type. And honestly, we could talk about relationships for like years and years and we probably will, <laughs> but, um, it's so incredibly powerful to use human design with your relationships. I have 50 questions branching off of that entire spill when it comes to <laughs> relationships. And I'm in my mind right now trying to just select one. Well, okay. I know. So once you're aware of your human design, let's say you're in a relationship and you're trying to maintain this relationship, but of course we all have our quirks and flaws. What do you think each type should be aware of in order to continue to nourish that relationship, especially when it comes to, you know, maybe some things that might create tension or resistance within the relationship just for them to be aware of? Yeah. So I think regardless of your type, um, always coming back to, okay, am I judging or comparing this person to either something I want them to be or something that I feel they should be? And starting there, like taking that responsibility of like, okay, am I using my mind to judge and compare them? And then using human design. So really coming in with, okay, what is my truth, my strategy and authority? What is their strategy and authority? And letting that be the foundation to like move through it because it will always ease the resistance that you might be feeling in whatever scenario is happening. Um, of course, if somebody is, you know, disrespecting your boundaries or is doing something that's, that's hurt personally hurtful to you, that of course is like, use your authority. And if it's like, we're done, we're done. Right. Um, and then listen to your authority. That's the second part of using your authority, not just hearing your intuition, but then 
following your intuition, which that's the scary part. Um, whether that's quitting your job or starting a business or ending a relationship or starting a relationship, you might get that initial ping that's like, this is right for me. I just know this is right for me. But then it's like, but I couldn't possibly do that. And following it, that's where the bravery and the courage comes in of like jumping off a cliff and trusting that you will be caught. And the more that you experiment with that in the medium ways, the more easy it is to do it with these big things. So I would say with any relationship, it's kind of hard because I don't know the exact scenario, but it would always come to like, okay, am I using my mind to judge and compare them? How can I set that down and release those like confines that I might be placing them in? And then using your strategy and authority and getting clear, like learning, like, okay, what is their type and what is their strategy? What is their authority? And you don't have to like get into a whole spiel of human design with them, but even just saying, you know, what does your gut tell you? I say that to my husband all the time. And I say like, okay, do you want this or this? What does your gut tell you? And that's so supportive for him. And like the clarity comes out immediately. Whereas if I say, okay, we could do A, B, C, or D, but I'm really feeling this and this and this and that. He's like, I have no idea what I want. And he's over it. So it's just knowing these little things that you can do to kind of um, ease the tension or friction that you might be feeling without that awareness. Mm. And we somewhat brushed over the authority as we talked about yours, Dana, and yours, Shana. But do you mind briefly talking about strategy and authority? Yeah, definitely. Because this is by far like the most powerful takeaway. It's really worth kind of like diving into all of them. So with those <clears throat> five energy types, they each have their strategy that comes along with the energy type, right? So for manifestors, their strategy is informing. For generators and manifesting generators, their strategy is responding to things with their body, not their mind. Um, so waiting to respond. And then for projectors, your strategy is waiting for the invitation before you give that advice or insight to other people. For reflectors, the strategy is waiting that 28-day lunar cycle before you um, make big decisions in your life, waiting for that clarity in that time. So that's your strategy. And there's so much that we could talk about with strategy. Um, we have dedicated many, many offerings to helping people really dive into what that means. Because while those are simple phrases, they are lifelong practices to be explored. Right. So we're really passionate about like, okay, what does that actually mean? And how do you do it? And what's the daily practice? So we have a lot of resources to help people dive further into their strategy. And then when it comes to your authority, this is the second part, right? Your authority is this decision-making process for important life decisions. So like Shana was saying with the reflector, this is not just for like, what do I want to have for lunch today? Unless that's the most important decision you've ever made because it just feels that way to you. So these are for decisions that feel important to you. It might not feel important to other people, but to you, if it feels like this is going to alter my life path in some way, it feels important. This is when you're going to want to use your authority to make that decision. And there are eight different authorities, eight different decision-making processes. And the most common one that almost 50% of the population will have is the one that I have and that I share with you, Raquel, which is emotional authority. So this is, you'll see, um, if you're looking at your chart in those written categories, you'll see your type there with your either being a manifester, generator, et cetera. You'll see your strategy. And then the next thing is your inner authority. 
And next to that category, you'll see which inner authority you have. So go ahead and look at your chart so you can follow along. The most common one is emotional authority. And this means that you have this emotional wave that your body creates. And besides your regular human reactionary emotions to things that are happening in your life, besides that, you also have this random emotional wave that gives you these emotional highs and lows. That's this continuous wave throughout your life. And the reason that people have this is because their soul wanted to come learn emotional intelligence. You wanted to allow emotions to wash over you to help you grow and evolve. So it's beautiful that people who have this experience this emotional wave. However, the highs and lows of this emotional wave can color their truth. It can color their decision-making process. So if I'm in a random high and then someone says, hey, do you want to work on this project with me? I'm really likely to be like, hell yeah, sign me up. Sounds great. Let's do it. And then later I'm like, why did I say yes to that? Like that was not my truth. So people who have this emotional authority, you are not designed to make important life decisions in the moment. You are not designed to be able to access your highest truth in a moment's notice. You are someone who is designed to give yourself at least 24 hours up to a week to ride out your emotional wave and to make sure you are emotionally neutral. When you are like, okay, I am emotionally neutral right now. I'm not high. I'm not low. I'm neutral. That is when you are able to access your intuition, your decision-making authority, and you can feel into your body when you're neutral, will this thing make me happy? And from a place of body presence, embodiment from that neutral emotional place, if you feel like this thing is going to make me happy, it just is, that is your answer. And that is the only thing you're looking for. And there can be a lot of doubt. It can be like, well, I have no idea how it's going to work out. And I have no idea if it's going to make me money. And it's still really scary. And it's still uncertain. But if you have that clarity about will this make me happy when I've given myself time and I'm emotionally neutral, that's your answer. So like Shana was saying, feeling that process is one thing. And then following through is another because it can feel like a leap of faith. But the truth is your authority is always trying to align you with your soul's mission, with your soul's purpose, with your highest, most beautiful, unique path. So it is an act of empowerment, but it's also an act of bravery and courage to really follow this authority. So with that emotional authority, how does that feel hearing that since you have that? Well, I always have, it's interesting that you say this too, because of what happened on Sunday. So, and I can think of many examples, but I've been a big proponent for quite some time now, uh, especially after hearing about human design, but quite some time now of, you know, just taking some time. And I love how you said being in a neutral space. I never thought of it like that. I just thought of clearing my mind and the clutter to really listen to this inner whisper within me to see if this is right for me. And I made a, it it seems like to some people, not that big of a life decision, but for me who loves to travel and explore the world, this was a huge decision, but I've been really wanting a puppy. Um, And yeah, there was just a very synchronistic align moment that took place on 
uh, I would say, I think it was Friday. And so Saturday I was sitting with it and yeah, it just felt right within. And I cleared mm-hmm. the clutter and the noise around me because of course everybody else was excited for the idea, but I had to really check in because I know how this is going to shift my life. But as, and also was I ready? I had to let go of certain old traumas and fears and blockages that took place with having other previous dogs. Um, and so I, I, but I love, I love, love, love dogs and puppies. And I really knew I wanted one and yeah, but I had to, I love that you say the neutral place. Cause in a sense I did have to really listen from a neutral place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. And it's so, that's an amazing example because like on your life path, that is a very important decision, right? Yeah. And my belief is that uh, our animals and our pets, like 100% are a part of our family and can be yes. part of our soul contracts, part of our spiritual growth, especially as we're moving into like kind of a new paradigm, like a new way that family is, you know, the traditional, I put in quotes, like a how of a family has to be, that's changing. So we create these decisions that we choose, right? Our choices are power. And if you can align with your soul to make that choice um, authentically for you, it's going to like be this moment that that opens up just abundance and love and prosperity and uh, rising in all other areas of your life. So I love that you um, took that seriously. And it's it's so interesting when we make these big decisions, our tendency because of our conditioning is to call our parents and be like, well, what would you do? What did you do? What happened in your <laughs> life? But it's like, my life is not the same as yours. And my family is not going to look the same as yours. My life path is not going to look the same as yours. My career is different than yours. So being able to make that decision in alignment with your truth is just so empowering and beautiful. Yeah, thank you. It is. And he does feel like soul family. I'm already so yes. connected with yeah. him instantly, instantly. Little oh. Frankie. Yes. Oh my gosh. It brought my heart so much joy <laughs> to hear that. I love that. Oh, sweetie. Um, yeah. So with the other authorities kind of going down the list. Um, so most people, as I mentioned, most people listening will have emotional authority. Um, and then we move to sacral authority, which is another fairly common one. And for sacral authority beings, this would be someone that is a generator or a manifesting generator that has the sacral uh, center defined. Sacral authority is about making important life decisions in the moment. In this present moment, it's a gut instinct, this feeling of it being like a hell yes or a hell no. I want it or I don't. There's no in between. If you get it in between, like, uh, I could want it. That's a no for now. It's really like when we talk about like, trust your gut. Do you want it or not? Is it hell yes or hell no? This is sacral authority. So for these individuals, they're able to make big life decisions. Do I want to get married? Do I want to change my life in this way? Do I want to start this business? Do I want to quit my career of 20 years? They're able to access their truth in that present moment. So just these two authorities that we've discussed so far, you can see how radically different these two individuals would move through life. And this is why I have emotional authority. My husband has sacral authority. So every big decision that we make together as a couple, it's so important for us both to use our own individual process, but also to hold space for each other. So for him to know anything he presents to me, I'm going to need to sleep on it. And for me to know anything I present to him really 
uh, hold that space for him to just trust himself, to be spontaneous. And having that awareness of how completely polar opposite we are is just so powerful because before we knew this, we were always pushing and pulling. I was telling him, I think you should give yourself more time, which is not good for him. It trips him up. It puts him in his head. It pulls him away from trusting himself, trusting his inner authority. So I was really doing him a disservice and slowing him down and making him feel more self-doubt and, um, you know, not being supportive without even knowing it, right? It was coming from a place of love because that's what I felt worked for me. So that is just huge. Um, And then people who have splenic authority, this one is kind of similar in that you're able to access your truth in that present moment. You don't need to give yourself time. However, splenic authority comes from the spleen center, which is a a bit more subtle. It's more of that quiet whisper, like a quiet voice within. It just feels right. Um, Whereas sacral authority is this very strong, like it might even come out as like a primal sound of like, oh yeah, I want that. Whereas like splenic authority can be this very quiet whisper of it just feels right or it just feels wrong. So anyone who has splenic authority, Um, being able to really tune out that noise, being able to get quiet and to feel within your body. What is that quiet whisper saying? Does it feel right or does it feel wrong? And for people who have splenic authority and sacral authority, almost the worst question you can ask yourself is, am I sure? Because it immediately pulls you out of the present moment, which is where you access your truth. It pulls you into your mind where you're like, I don't know. Am I sure? What was the reason? What did people say? Like, I can't remember anymore. And we can really feel ourselves kind of create this uh, lack of self-trust when we do that. So for splenic authority and sacral authority individuals, it's all about tuning in that first time that first thing you felt and trusting yourself. And the only way to build this trust is by experimenting with actually listening to your authority and following through. So this is really what we like to recommend with human design. It's like, I'm not saying that this is true or not true or right or not wrong at all. I'm saying that when I experimented with this, I felt so much clarity and confidence and self-trust and meaning. So we always like to give it to people and say, you know, invite people to experiment. Go ahead and wait for that next big decision. Tune into your body and feel this process. What does your body feel? And do you feel like listening? And once you do that, then observe, see what follows after, see how you felt, see how it worked out, Um, see how you felt a a week after or a month after you've made that decision. Um, Because for us, the experience is that I don't have to regret or worry what I did or what's going to happen. As long as I'm so present and clear about my correct process, I can have confidence and trust that like what I, what I meet in the future will be meant for me, whatever it is, because I was so clear on using my process correctly. Mm, I wonder if anyone's thinking, cause I was, I, I was thinking how I can relate to, even though I know I'm emotional authority I can relate to splenic and I can relate to sacral because there are times when something is just a strong hell yes and I've made an impulsive decision but at the same time that doesn't always mean that in the long run it was the best for me right yeah and what's really interesting is that 
our bodies are so empathetic, right? So you have an undefined spleen and an undefined sacral. So when you're out in the world around people who have a defined spleen or a defined sacral, you're picking up that energy empathetically and experiencing it in your body. And you're also, you can experience temporary engagements here with the transits that are happening. So there can actually be different moments in your life where you genuinely feel that gut hell yes or gut hell no. It's total, it's real, right? You feel it in your body. However, it's inconsistent over time. Sometimes it's there. Sometimes it's not. Um, At certain points in life, it's there. At certain point, it's not. But for you, what will always be consistent no matter what is this emotional authority of letting yourself come to that neutral space and in your body, does it bring me happiness to do this thing? Do I feel that frequency of just like sweet, positive emotions within me? Um, So it's about what's consistent for you, although all of us can experience the full spectrum of everything that's possible to be experienced. And that's why it can be confusing. It's like, well, I've felt that before. Is that what's reliable for me? Is that what's consistent for me? Or is something else? So human des- we really don't need human design. Like You can really tune into what feels natural and what feels right for you. But we've found that human design is like this amazing shortcut, this amazing mirror that can validate certain things that you've already felt really worked for you. And then you can kind of experiment with things and sort of fast track your process because you're so clear on what is consistent for you. This totally makes sense because I've had a recent spontaneous hell yes that really worked out. And then, yeah, there are times when I do really, really need to take the time. And I, I recently got a car, a new car, and it was the, I was looking for it forever. It was the car that I wanted and I stepped on the lot. They said they didn't have any available. Then literally that same, within that same hour, when I was looking around at the other cars, that car that I wanted in the color I wanted as well, came onto the lot. And I, you know, sat in the car and my number's 444 Mm -hmm. and I see 444 miles left till empty. It's a hybrid. And I instantly knew it was a hell yes from the universe. I did not have to take my time. So if you're an emotional authority, I think that there are times for sure where there's a hell yes. But usually with most things, I think that is so wise to take your time. But if you're not a reflector, you don't have to take a lunar cycle. (laughs) Yeah. And I do want to say like – Buying a car doesn't have to be a big decision too. Like if you have that clarity right away and it's like, here it is. I have a sign. Here we go. (laughs) Yes, I know. This feels right. I'm doing it. Right? Right. Whereas for someone else, it might be like, oh my God, this is my first car. I've never bought a car. This is a huge investment. I don't really have the money. Like, am I making this decision okay? Like that's a big decision. Like give yourself time and sleep on it. But if it's like, boom, it's here. Hit me universe. I got it. Yeah. Then that's different. And then I drove off the lot and I was passing a gas station and it said that the gas was $4 and 44 cents. I was just like, okay, more signs. Thank you. And it's been the best thing. New car, new dog. Yes. (laughs) Oh, so beautiful. Yeah. And the fact that you already knew that was the car you wanted. Yes. um, You know, you did have time already to know that that's what you wanted. Um, But, you know, the thing about the human design journey is it's so important for us that you are your own inner authority. This is what it is, right? This is the whole premise of this is no one, no one, no one outside of you knows better about what is right for you than you. 
You are the one who knows. You are the one who feels it. And this system is here to support you in building that confidence. But at the end of the day, you are your own inner authority, always, period, end of story. Like you don't need any outside modality. You don't need any astrology. You don't need any human design. So we always really love to hear people's experiences and have these conversations. And um, it's so beautiful to hear when everything aligns, like you just have this moment of like that inner knowing, like that's the feeling. That's the goal, right? And human design is just kind of like a roadmap to help you get there if you're feeling a bit lost. And I think in those moments where you're like, what am I doing? Like looking for outside answers. It's so beautiful because human design is this outside answer that tells you the answer is within. Yeah. <laughs> the answer's exactly. not out here. It's within. It is. And it's it's just a tool. It's just a tool, but it's a very, very helpful tool. And I like the tools. Give me all yeah. the tools. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it's nice. It's nice. And you also, I mean, you have a beautiful tool coming out. By the time this podcast comes out, I believe it will have already been out or it's going to be out. I'll double check on that. But um, because it's coming out January 2023, right? Your new book. Yes, it is. For those who are interested in diving more into human design. So do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So we wrote a book. um, It's called Your Human Design, Discover Your Unique Life Path and How to Navigate It with Purpose. And this, uh, thanks. It's um, really a culmination of all of everything you need to know about your design to really have it start changing your life. So it dives into, you know, the foundations of human design, but it also gets into the different types, the different authorities, different practices that you can do to start living your design. It also has, um, you know, recommended meditations and crystals and essential oils and things that you can use to really support you in, you know, honoring your truth and listening to your intuition, whatever that may be, and really cultivating that awareness of yourself. It has not self quizzes um, where you can really start to see, okay, in work, in my relationships, in my relationship with myself, like how much am I experiencing, um, misalignment versus alignment? And where do I have room for deconditioning where I can let go of things that aren't me and really start leaning into who I really am? Um, So this book is basically the book that we wish that we had when we first discovered human design. And it's all about understanding how to lean into the highest expression of who you are. Um, No one is better or worse than you. No one is more qualified or less qualified than you in this human experience. And so really taking your power back, that's what this book is all about. This book is about liberation, understanding who you are, loving yourself more, and then in turn, being able to do the same for others um, and extending that love to other people. So it's powerful. We're so excited for it to be on shelves in January. Right now, you well, actually, by the time you hear this, it'll be out, but it okay, is available yeah. for pre-sale. Um, so yeah. That is exciting. I want to impulsively buy it right now, <laughs> even though I have emotional authority. Yeah. So this is the last question that I ask all the Euromagic guests before you two go. I would like to know, how would you advise the Euromagic listeners to create their own magic? Hmm. I love that question. I would say... Um, giving yourself permission to be unique. I think so often something wants to come through us 
And we look around and say, well, has anyone else done this? And maybe they have, or maybe they haven't. Either way, we tend to find an excuse to hold ourselves back from creating our own magic because of that. But just really allowing ourselves to trust what is wanting to come through, what we're wanting to create, and not worrying about if someone else has done it or if no one else has done it, but really trusting the fact that your path is designed to be unique. And whether you're the first person doing it, the world needs that from you, or maybe there's tons of people already doing it, so you feel like you're not needed. That's not true either, because you'll create it in your own unique way with your own your own unique gifts. So my, that would be my advice is just either way, don't worry about what other people are doing. Um, really trust what's wanting to be birthed through you. Mm. Beautiful. Yeah. And I would say that um, start looking at the places where you might be giving your power away, whether that is assuming that, you know, your boss knows more than you or your partner or your parent or your doctor um, or, you know, a spiritual guru. Start looking at the places where you feel someone else knows more about what you should be doing with your life. Where are you giving your power away? And just really look at that place, um, get curious, ask questions, ask why, and see where that leads you. Because I know from personal experience and through seeing thousands of people do it, that it will lead you to a magical place and it will lead to empowerment and taking that power back. So I'm really excited for everyone listening to just go on that journey because even still, we all have places of that we give that power away to others. Absolutely. Oh, that is gold. Also, where can everyone connect with you both? Yeah. So you can connect with us on our website, daylunalife.com. Um, you can also find us on Instagram at dayluna. And if you're wanting to learn more about human design, we have a podcast called the Dayluna Human Design Podcast, where we get deep into every aspect of human design. It's really fun. So those three places. Dana, Shayna, I love your energies. You are both absolutely beautiful, wise souls, and there are so many nuggets of wisdom in there that I know that many listeners, including myself, could benefit from. And I just, I'm so thankful that you came on the show. It's such a blessing. Thank you so much for having us. It was so fun to share this conversation with you. Yomis, it is time for the outro. Thank you so much for tuning into the Your Own Magic Podcast for the creative and the curious soul. And don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already to be notified when a new episode is alive. And if you have a spare moment and you feel the nudge too, it would mean the world if you left a five-star rating and review. And I'm looking forward to reading whatever your heart has to say. And feel free to say hi as well and connect with the community by visiting the Your Own Magic Facebook group linked in the show notes. And if you have any future topic ideas or a question that comes to heart you'd like me to cover, then I'd love, love, love to hear from you in our topic box on the Your Own Magic website at yourownmagicpodcast.com. And there you'll also find a membership portal leading to guided meditations by me and some journaling prompts. 
some spiritual or creative tools, and more. And of course, feel free to stop by the new online shop for artisan jewels, trinkets, and more at eyesofaspen.com. And with that said, have a magical rest of your day. Send in my love, Jemma. Thank you.